Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is your friendly reminder that everything is the fault of the Treaty of Versailles and World War I is the cause for all the problems that we're currently enduring as we sit here. I know that Angel really likes to hear about the Versailles Treaty, but that's as far as I'm going to go today. This is the decimation of your asshole on horseback. Um, you're also talking to one of the few members of the last blockbuster on Earth. Let that be your welcome. Um, I want to talk about a few things here today. So uh, yesterday there was a big event, uh, the embalmed one. They managed to piece him together and get out there for a public appearance to both houses of Congress, both chambers, chamber pots of Congress, where all the shit acclimates or accumulates, excuse me. It is acclimated and bacteria is growing and it's creating laws and impinging on your rights. So he got they got him together. They juiced him up enough. They got the they got the what is it? The formaldehyde. They jammed that in there. So it looks good. They put a little color in him, got him that nice uh, cornflower blue. Uh, tie. I think a Fight Club. Every time I see his tie, you know, can I get that in cornflower? It must blue? have been Tuesday. I just, I, I, I just picture every time Biden's giving a speech, it's like Palpatine from the Rise of Skywalker on that big rig he was on with all the. That's funny. Out of him. That's really good. I like that. So, um, uh, Angel's gonna cue up the the video. Yeah. And we're gonna really, uh, we're gonna. This is the this is the Cliff Notes version. Don't worry, we would never play the entire thing because I'm not interested. I just want the cliff notes according to, uh, I think it's from uh, Communist News Network, CNN. So go ahead, roll that tape. Let's see what he has to say. Roll that beautiful bean footage. America's ready for a takeoff in my view. Oh yeah. We're working again, dreaming again, discovering again, and leading the world again. Look at these two bitches back there with their masks. And the world. They can't stand the the smell of formaldehyde. In America, there's still more work to do to beat this virus. (laughs) You can't. I was expecting more people. Look at all these people. These people rule you. I can say, because of you, oh, the American people. Yes, the people. Our progress these past hundred days against one of the worst pandemics in history has been one of the greatest logistical achievements. Can you pause that? One of the worst pandemics. Can you pause that? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. Is, so is, one of the worst. <laughs> one, like one of the not worst. even close, dude. Has anybody <laughs> heard of the several waves of the bubonic plague that went that killed half of the planet? But this is one of the worst ones that ever took place. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, like, it, like <laughs> in terms of death count, like this is like the weakest pandemic damn, man. in the history of of the planet. Period. Like it's the worst governmental response, right? Yeah, absolutely. The worst. Yeah, but the worst they get to blame that all on the pandemic. This is all oh, for the greater good. The greater good. <laughs> Ridiculous. We um, know what's best for you. Do they always yeah. do. They always do. Wait a second. So. Going back to World War One, which Angel hates. <laughs> I don't hate it. I, mean, I, mean, I hate the it. Treaty of Versailles. Can you please stop making things up. I'm not making things up. I hate up. things so that I don't. You hate the they hate the Treaty of Versailles. I do too. I, I hate. I, I hate never the treaty said of, I hated the Treaty I said, of Versailles. I, I hate the Treaty of Versailles because it's the reason we have this fucking shit right now. Hold on. So there was this thing that went around back then. You guys might might have heard of it before. It was called influenza. Anybody want to venture a guess, hazard a guess, how many people that influenza outbreak killed on this planet? Does anybody have a guess? Wasn't it like 300 million or something? Well, it wasn't that much. Okay. I, I are, we talking, are we talking about Spanish flu? 
Yes, we are talking about the space. Wasn't it like momentum. 50 million? Ooh, ding, 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 ding. We got a winner. We got a winner. 50 million fucking people died from that goddamn thing. And here this corpse mm-hmm. is telling me and you, the people, the people, this, the people, <laughs> the people. Uh, <laughs> I was born in the embalming fluid. That would be very right, painful right? for you. <laughs> He's telling you this is one of the worst pandemics in in the history. Now, mind you, we don't even have what happened back in the old, 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 old world when they didn't write shit down. So we can't that making that statement is absolutely fatuous. You can't even say that. You could say it's one of the worst outbreaks of whatever in recent memory. Right. You could say that. You could say something to that effect. One of the uh, most dangerous uh, 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 pandemics that we have experienced or the pandemic of uh, in this generation, whatever. You can word it any way you want to other than what he said. But right. that doesn't that doesn't drive up ratings. That doesn't cause fear in the masses because ah. then it's like, oh, I guess this shit might not if, be that if, bad. If this is one of the worst pandemics that we've had ever dot com, like we're in for some fucking shit. Let me tell you, because like uh, viruses and germs, like they they find a fucking way. And this ain't got nothing on like what could potentially come after you. So yeah. I don't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's reading from a teleprompter. Yeah. He doesn't even know what the like, words are coming out of his mouth. I was in the swimming pool and, uh, and the kids are playing <laughs> my legs. with the hair on my legs. Uh, <laughs> roaches. Roaches. Remember? Oh, God. That was great. Right. Okay, Angel, roll the tape of the corpse. Okay. Jobs plan is a blue-collar blueprint to build America. American tax dollars are going to be used to buy American products made in America to create American jobs. I'd like to meet with those who have ideas that are different, <laughs> you think are better. <laughs> I welcome those ideas. I bet you would. But the rest of the world is not waiting for us to win that competition for the future. Hmm. In my view, we also need to make a once in a generation investment in our families and our children. By not That's sending the I war? the American Families Plan tonight. I will not impose any tax increase on people making less than $400,000. But it's time for corporate America. Oh, here we go. 1% of Americans to just begin to pay their fair share. Trickle-down economics has never worked. It's time to go. (laughs) I hate that phrase. We've all seen the knee of injustice on the neck of black Americans. You wrote the bill! Some real problems. Look at who's sitting right fucking behind him. This piggy. Right. No trust between law enforcement and the people they serve. Serve? That's rich. I know Republicans have their own ideas and are engaged in a very productive discussions with Democrats in the Senate. We need to work together to find a consensus. Because you don't have the votes. But let's get it done next Work together means you don't have the votes. the first anniversary of George Floyd's death. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the first anniversary. Congress should act. Democracy still works. That our government still works, and we can deliver. Never has for our people. Our uh, constitution opens with the words, as trite as it sounds, <laughs> "We the people." Yeah. Well, it's yeah. time to remember that we the people are the government. <laughs> you and I, not some force in a distant capital. 
We've I seen, mean, it really. What? That we've protected with a fence. Whoa, 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 whoa. An, We the unarmed people, insurrection on. We the people are the government. Everybody else get fucked. We the people are <laughs> we the are government. We are the important ones, is what he, he said. He literally said on the necks of African Americans, like, what a poor <laughs> choice of fucking words. What a moron this guy is. Like, why would I mean, you? He's not wrong. The cops do that quite often. But he's supposed to say on the backs, like, but he just said next. No, I think he meant that. <laughs> he was gonna say it's he a little tongue in cheek. He thought he was being clever. I, I don't know. Like that was fucking terrible. Don't like this one, Doctor Jill Biden. Wait until you hear the reaction. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we're gonna finish it. Yeah, this is rough. It is. We rough. the people did not flinch. It's never, ever, ever been a good bet to bet against America, and it still isn't. We're the United States of America. Thank you for the reminder. I don't know. It's like, you know, I mean, it's all bullshit, but it's like there's some there's other presidents where it's like when they talk, you actually do feel inspired. It's like that didn't. I mean, we only watched a little chopped up bits and pieces of it, but it's like. I don't feel anything from it. I don't feel compelled to do anything. It's just I, like I feel my bowels slowly moving it, it, in honor of because it's like yeah, it's all bullshit. But it's like at least back in the day, it's like it might have still been bullshit. But I was well, like, yeah, yeah like, I know what there's you something mean. Something like, going on. Like Kennedy's standing there something. going, "We chose, we choose no, to go to the moon, not because it is easy, but because it's hard." It, like okay, yeah, but it's like all right, okay, fine. You know. It's literally like they don't even they're phoning it in. They're like ah, like phoning. We, they're it. expecting us to say something, so we, we just have to stand somebody in front of a camera and be like, blah, blah, I like blah, that blah, 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 blah. But then we, the people, are not the government. What Hello, the... Joe Biden. <sighs> My brain hurts. Well, get used to it because it's not embalmed, and Joe is. <laughs> And you're gonna feel all you're gonna feel you're gonna feel the burn, comrade. It's already um, been a hundred days, though, really. Yeah, it's been a long hundred days. It's I don't know. I feel like it went kind of fast. Like I don't even know what to say. It did go by fast. Like I can't even believe that it's about to be May. Like it's because like I haven't been watching TV. I haven't been watching the news. I've just been uh, reading books and minding my business. And it's you know just something. Like, you deser- you deserve. I'm not even joking. That's a fucking gold star because a lot of us say it, and not a lot of us do it. You know what I mean? A well, lot it's, of like, it's not I even something watch- I tried to do. I was like, well, I want to get like a decent amount of sleep every night and I work so many hours a day. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to do all this other shit. And then it's like, huh, if I do watch TV, I'm watching like Archer reruns just because mm-hmm. it's funny. Like, that's about it. Hey, we're here for a good time. Not a long time. Damn right. So yeah, let it roll. But then uh, everybody's like, how can you not watch the news? And I'm like, well, you fuckers bring it to me every day, whether I want to or not. So right. like, holy shit, why not let you just do it? There is like- a... Go ahead. Go ahead. Twitter, Twitter, sum it up for me. Yeah, Twitter. Oh, yeah. oh my God. That's the only place I go. <laughs> there is a, uh, a a broadcast of, of, of ill repute, ill repute that mm-hmm. is uh, out of Cleveland that's called uh, Fox 8 News. It has nothing to do with the Fox aspect of it. It has to do with their communist, borscht, shoveling, shitbagging, fucking shit stack scum of staff. First of all, why would I ever watch the, uh, the only reason to watch the news, in my opinion, back in the day, at least when I want the sports news and I want the weather. Is the it going to be a fucking monsoon today? Which it was locally. Honestly, or, yeah. We're going to have a nice day. Is it going to snow? What are the predictions? First of all, they can't get any of that right. They, they, they don't. They're, they're bad. They're, they're, there are MLB professionals 
that are batting less than 300 that are still more accurate than any kind of fucking meteorologist. And I'm glad they get paid more. I'm glad because fuck meteorology. I mean, we might as well just fucking ask the Native Americans if there's any of them left, what the weather is. And I'm sure that they know what the hell it is better than they do. And then there's this um, there's this communist that went to Kent State who is a propagandist of the highest order. His name is Wayne Dawson, and he is an enemy of the people. I remember him. Fox 8 has a, uh, a phone number, a phone number. Yours truly, even after uh, my wife and I ditched the, the, the cable, uh, the Donna Cabo, is he here to fix the cable? Don't be, don't be silly. Yes, he is. No, but uh, after we ditched it, I would still text him like rude comments like, you know, fuck you, Wayne Dawson, Kent State sucks, shit like that, just to make sure that my <laughs> name is still in the conversation, that they know that it's me. Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's me. I'm proud of it. Fuck you, Wayne Dawson. You're holding why the line all by yourself, why, my guy. Why do you hate? Why do you hate him? <laughs> I just don't like him. One day he got up there, and there was after one of the um uh, the engineered mass shootings that we had, um <laughs> that magically happened. Some I think no 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 it was the Chagrin Falls one where it didn't get national attention because the kid used the 22, so it didn't fit the AR narrative. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he went in there with a 22, which more Americans, I think, are killed by 22 caliber weapons than all the and rest. All of the others combined. Yeah, yeah. OK. So don't give me that bullshit. Jay, you know, Jay, that the 22 cows not going to take anybody down. OK, then you stand right over here. I'll shoot you in the face with a 22 that I lost right. in a boating accident. You Let me know how you, me feel. how you feel. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Full report. Full report. We'll give you the paper to write down your fucking yeah. book report. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm getting a little upset. And I really, I'm really trying to work on that because I felt like my heart tense up a couple of times because I'm getting to that point. <laughs> you got you know, to watch it, man. I'm getting to that point. My age and uh, my diet have finally come together and they, they have joined forces. It's kind of like, um, it, <laughs> it's kind of like during uh, the Napoleonic Wars where you had the Duke of Wellington get together and you have the Prussians, the Russians, you have the Austro-Hungarians, the Quakers, the Bakers, and the candlestick makers all to get together and just fucking uh, steamroll you. And that's what my heart is doing right now. See, like, you know, I'm getting to that age. You know, you're over 40. You've done a lot of drinking and drugs and poor eating habits over these 40 years. And finally, they have linked up. Those forces have linked up and they're like, Andy's angry. So now we got him. On almost we have, we have come to fuck you, Jay. <laughs> I can feel I can feel your blood pressure like raising. Oh man, there's a lot of things that are other things that are going on right now that are raising the blood pressure, which we're not going to get into. But everybody knows that the diet is definitely one of them, and my age is the other one, and of course my uh, my attempts to uh, just be abide and be like Jeffrey Lebowski and just take it easy have failed. Yeah, just miserable. take it easy, man. Yeah. Waving the I like how you say around. that so strange. You're like, yeah, just take it easy, man. Calmer <laughs> than you are. Um <laughs> I uh I want to get into something else. So we have a, a governor in this state. So Fox 8 News in, in Cleveland is, is an absolute disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace. It's run by communists and they have a meteorologist who knows fuck all nothing. And not <laughs> and Andre Bernier or you talking shit about Holly Strato? No, that no, that's she's channel three. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You get your fucking meteorology facts <laughs> together, sir. Um no, there's a guy that we used to work with um way back in the day. Jesus, way back in the day that he had a thing for Holly Strano, like you wouldn't fucking believe. 
Oh my God. Like I, I had a coworker at this place that was like, like what's Facebook stock. She had like her own fan page oh because she's a female meteorologist. Now, just for you guys to know, not that none of you guys don't know this already, but female meteorologists, there's actually a thing in other countries where they literally wear the most tight clothing you've ever seen in your life to tell you the fucking weather. Like if you look, Angel, can you bring up uh, Mexican female meteorologists <laughs> and put them on the thing? <laughs> So that okay, people have a reference by, to what sir. I'm talking about, because nobody knows what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. There's a guy I used to work with that had a huge boner for Holly Strano. And, I, you know, like I, he was 50 and she's young <laughs> and has money. And he's she's she, she's never going to fuck you, bro. I'm so very sorry. Very sorry. Simp all you want, brother. Yeah, you can simp all you want. It's not going to happen. All you want. Did you find it, Angel? Yes. All right, let's. Okay, let's let's get the weather forecast from the girls from down in Mexico, please. Okay, look at that, honey. Okay, it's see that? muy caliente. Muy caliente in many places. Look at these titas. Look at that. Okay, for those of you that are only audio, there's a uh, a a lady from Mexico who allegedly is a meteorologist with the tightest dress. I mean, if she didn't shave her cooch, we would see the hair. Um, can we roll any kind of film on this? Do they have any? La bouche. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Her name is Yanet Garcia. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's have it, honey. Trish is going to show us something. Look at this. Go ahead. Play, play the fucking video. Okay, let me see. She doesn't know anything about meteorology. Look at that. You could not, Holly Strano would not be allowed to wear, look at that. You're going to need an exacto knife to get that off of her. Which you, right? Look at this one. She's a porn star, Angel. <laughs> okay. Look at this. La temperatura is 27 de grados. Y mira, my tetas are hanging out of my fucking shirt and my yeah. ass is all She could be both. <laughs> she could know. The the possibility exists. The probability is very low. If you can't tell, very low. Um, okay, so there's enough of that. So I that this is about a coworker. Anyway, we're gonna move on from him. R.I.P. in peace, uh, my uh, former coworker back in the oh, day. Oh shit! Who has a boner? For okay, so let's get into. Uh, so we got some. Uh, so I was gonna talk about the uh, the failed, very failed governor of this state, whom I despise. His okay. name is Mike DeSwine. Mike DeSwine. Okay. He is the absolute uh, worst man ever. He's he's he, it's not because he's short in stature. I don't have a problem with small people. Uh, this is not an anti-small people show. You're welcome on the show. I know that a lot of people like to watch midgets performing sexual acts or small people performing sexual acts. It kind of turns them on. What's that rule of the internet? Rule 34. Thank you. Man, there's a porn it. for everything on the there's internet. There's a porn for everything. If it exists. And I support that because mm -hmm. I do not believe there should be rules between two consenting little people who are of age. If you Adults, want to engage yes. in that, uh, oh, please. Yeah. No, are you kidding? That's not this kind of show ever. Um, no. We, uh, we, we approve of, uh, of, of consensual adult behavior. And if you want to jerk off to that, I right. look, man, if, if midget clown porn is your thing, you know, more power tug. to you. Yeah, have have at it. I mean, just, <laughs> have enjoy at it. you know what I mean? Have a tug. Just don't use all yeah. 55 It's, it's of a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. a bit, a bit strange, it's a bit strange, isn't it? But you know, it's a free country. And that if you want to have a wank, 
while you're looking at him, <laughs> <with> the little <laughs> lads have a wank. Yeah. You can feel you can feel a writer who does that, okay? So but it's a bit strange, isn't it? Like, I like a regular fucking pornography, mate. I like to watch a two fucker, an adult woman's and a man's <laughs> making sex in front of me so I can have a bit of a wank, then I can have Sunday dinner at my mom's house and not be fucking upset about it. Gonna have some Yorkshire puddings. <laughs> Apologies to our UK listeners. Um, I that was my best cockney accent. I can't do a Northumbrian one. The Scouse one is really tough. The Scottish one, I can't tell the difference between that and the Scouts one. And that's embarrassing for me because I should know these things. All I know is that uh, I could do I could do the Cockney one because in the films in this country, that's the majority of the accent that we get. Unless, of course, it's a polished Oxford accent from somebody who is studying microbiology at the University of Oxford. And, of course, here is Frank and he is from, uh, where, where are you from? I'm from East London. And I like punk rock and my fucking <laughs> Doc Martens, mate. You are oh, Mike Martins are pretty good. They're wonderful. I have made in England ones, and they're the best fucking boots you've ever bought. With that being the case, so I don't like uh, Mike DeWine. We, okay. we <laughs> don't right. like Mike DeWine. Yes, we despise Mike DeWine, as Christopher oh, uh, put what it wonderfully. What did he do now? Well, it's not what he has done on top of everything that he's done. It's what he's gonna. Listen, okay, so all right. Angel, you got that article about Nueva York yes. and July 1st? So yes. I'm going to read this along for you guys, okay? So here we go. Okay, this is from Reuters, a uh, periodical of great note. New York City, 8 million people. There's 11 million people in Ohio, okay? But these fuckers are going to open the whole goddamn city by the 1st, Okay. By the first, they're going to open up by the first of July, by the first, by the first, by the first of July. Yep, mm-hmm. that's right. So what we're looking at here is a serious problem, because can you like, I, can you scroll through this? Yes, you, I was I was waiting for you to tell me. OK, so go ahead and take a look at this. It says New York City aims to fully reopen on July 1st after more than a year of closures and capacity restrictions, Mayor Bill Dakami de Blasio said mm-hmm. on Thursday, citing satisfactory progress in vaccinating its more than 8 million residents. We are ready to bring New York City back fully on July 1st, de Blasio told a news briefing. It sounds better when you use like a, a Latin American accent. Now we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. De Blasio mm-hmm. has <laughs> said he has not discussed the city's reopening with the, uh, the accused Andrew Cuomo, who has uh, sexually assaulted women in his administration. Yeah, uh, but, his annou- <laughs> but his announcements come, announcement comes a day after Cuomo lifted restrictions that would clear the way for a revival of the city's signature nightlife. Uh, the state has the power to impose or lift corona-related uh, restrictions. Coronavirus. Of course, of course. Yes. I think the best way to proceed here is to set out the in city's vision, de Blasio said. Asked about New York City's reopening plan at a press conference later, Fredo Cuomo said that he was reluctant to set a date because he was hopeful it could happen before July 1st. He's waiting for the boys to get out of Afghanistan first. <laughs> I don't want to wait that long, said Cuomo. I think if we do what we have to do, we can re- we can be reopened earlier, even though the July 1st date is still aspirational, as other jurisdictions such as Texas have already declared complete reopening. <laughs> de Blasio announcement is significant. By the way, I just saw that L.A. plans to reopen all the way. So I want that for those of you that listen in Ohio and there's a lot of you. You know who you are and we appreciate you. Your governor 
is going to allow the two most communist states in this ridiculous union to be open before here in the motherland. I want you to think about that. Even though we don't have the same problems and the population density that these fucking clowns have, we're going to be last on that list. You know, oh, we're still going to have to mask up and social distancing. I, I, I can't. It's against the, uh, the, you know, the terms of usage of Podbean for me to advocate what I think should happen to Mike DeWine. But it involves not good things. I don't like him and I don't like his rules. I actually was telling my wife the other day, and I think I told you guys, I'm ready to move to Florida. I'm going to move in with Sally Agorist. I'm moving down. I'm moving to St. Augustine, wherever the fuck he has St. Pete, Tampa. I don't give a fuck if it's a trailer park in Miami Dade County. I'm so sick of this mask shit. I'm so sick of the bullshit. You see people going back and forth to their car because they're like, oh, it's a nice day out. And they, they think they're in America. No, 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 you're not in America. You're in Mike DeWine's Ohio, which means if you want to go to Walmart where the Corona doesn't exist anyway, because it was open the whole time, unless unlike the mom and pop shops in my downtown that got shut down, the, the, the Rona was vicious there. The Rona kind of backs off at Walmart. It's afraid of Walmart. It might be because the goods are from China and they're covered in all sorts of, you know, chemicals and garbage and shit like that. But for whatever reason, Walmart was a safe place to go. So I want you guys to think about that, that fucking California. And New York City are going to open before Cleveland, okay? <laughs> before Cleveland. Nobody lives in Cleveland anymore. Everybody left. Right. They went to Strongsville. They're like, we're getting out of here. We're moving to Brunswick, you know? People in Cincinnati. Cincinnati I mean, I, 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 you know something? They're you know? about to get devoured by locusts and cicadas, though. I heard they? about that shit. <laughs> I heard about oh, that. they and say they're all fucking blowing out their assholes with fucking chili mac down there anyways <laughs> yeah. you know something i'm gonna go ahead and, and make a stand here i'm not exactly gonna die on this hill but i'm willing to uh, to discuss it for those of you that are not familiar cincinnati is famous for something called skyline chili okay so it's spaghetti it's spaghetti as they say in new jersey spaghetti <laughs> spaghetti okay <laughs> new jersey and- uh, apologies to our listeners in New Jersey. <laughs> I apologize that you live in such a shit state. Right? Yeah. I'm like I'm there. sorry that you live in a fucking toilet bowl. Yeah. Me and me, you know what's funny? Me. And if Paul you're Pete, smart, get the fuck out. Like I did. Uh, or my parents yeah. did rather. Jer- Jersey sucks and fucking pork roll sucks too. <laughs> uh, Paul B and I are from the same town. We're both from Jersey City, which yeah. is fucking amazing because Paul B is a little bit older than I am, but we're both from the same town. So. Uh, chili mac is spaghetti, espaghetti. If you want to go old es, world, espaghetti, espaghetti, and you got to make the, 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 the hand gesture, gorlami, gorlami, si, correcto, arrivederci, buongiorno, uh, buongiorno, hear it with the music in your voice, <laughs> the coco, oh, the coco. <laughs> Antonio Margarete, Margarete. <laughs> Um, this is my cameraman. <laughs> God, what a great movie! What a, and Hitler gets machine gun and Goebbels too. It was fucking beautiful. If only the yeah. one that way, uh, which it didn't. Um, the, the the Soviet Union is the one who took all the glory. But anyway, that's besides the point. Ugh. So, a chili. You have espaghetti, and then you have on top of that you have chili. Uh, and we're talking, you know, a nice meaty chili with a nice, uh, or as you say in New York, a ragu. Uh, the sauce. Some grandmama's gravy. Yes. And then I and by when I mean hefty, I mean a disproportionately heavy amount 
of, of sharp cheddar cheese. A handful right on top of this thing. I personally like it. Um, the only way you can make it better is if you push the hot dog into the middle of it. <laughs> that would be classy because I'm a chili dog guy. I go to Dairy Queen. I get the chili dog and I put mustard on it because I'm a free human being. Go fuck yourself. That's you fucking like it. disgusting. Whatever. I, I've I, never heard of anybody doing I that. I prefer conies. And if, if and if I ask for a coney or somebody offers me a coney and they give me a chili dog, I'm beating the fuck there, out of them. There's a difference. Because, <laughs> because there's a difference. Yeah, there like if, is. You try, if you're trying to give me a chili dog and call it a fucking coney, I'm going to fucking smack you and I'm going to go fucking <laughs> smack your mom because there's something wrong with your fucking with mom because she didn't fucking raise you right. <laughs> you don't know the difference between a coney dog stab and a you in dog. the neck with the fucking knife <laughs> like what's wrong with you i was excited you <laughs> crazy shit is making my penis soft <laughs> uh, oh man it's a decimation of your penis on horseback yeah right right um what an just, so you, just so everybody knows there's a difference between coney's and chili oh, yeah. oh, yes. somebody's got to raise the don't, don't don't ever confuse the fucking two because no. no. that's there's a big mm-hmm. difference there's a big yeah. difference and that's a that's a grounds for fucking fisticuffs yeah that. yeah yeah it is a de- is it a, it is mm-hmm. a declaration of war old-fashioned fisticuffs i'm gonna come yep. up to you with a glove and smack <laughs> your face and challenge you to a duel <laughs> i like that that's good Holy be careful shit. when you challenge somebody to a duel because the challenger has the right to pick the we- or the, the one being challenged has the right to pick the weaponry so it if it's scary, uh, you know, you give me a fucking chili dog and call it a coney, I don't care. So if you, you know, dogs. my anger and rage is in the driver's seat at that point. So I don't. My care, rage you know. is a thousand times more powerful right? than your talent with a sword, sir. Right? <laughs> you fucking hotter fight. than the flame of a thousand suns. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm having too much fun. I was in a real fucking funk earlier. Now I'm feeling better. Hey, Look at you know, now. Yeah, that's all it takes. Yeah, that's all it takes. Uh, discussions <laughs> about how much I hate right? Dawson, Chili Dog versus Coney, and the difference, right? and the fact that Angel has disrespected my choice in uh, putting mustard it's, on there. It's I've it's, never heard of anybody doing gross. that. You do your own shit, man. I that's put cool. mustard on my Coney. Oh, um, now what do you got to say? It's gross. Now what do you? Oh, I thought I put, we were, yeah. I like to put mustard and onions on my I, coney. No. The onions, it's fine. Oh, like, yeah. I like like, cheese. like like raw onion, cheese. too. Not grilled. Just nice, crisp onions. I want mustard. it to hurt when I breathe. Those right. onions are so powerful. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> we'll fucking peel wallpaper over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> peel so, I know that um, uh, I've heard this phrase thrown around Twitter a lot, you guys. Shout out to Jaron, our friend Jaron. Shout out to Comrade Klaus, too. Uh, we love you guys. But specifically, I want to talk to you about some, a, a phrase or word that I hear get thrown out a lot. Neoliberal. Um, oh, yeah, we're doing this. Well, the reason why we're doing this is because I'm seeing it with a higher frequency, and I'm not exactly sure what people mean by that. Because uh, Professor Colo, who is moi, uh, is ready to educate that ass when it comes to these <laughs> phrases, because I'm good at it. Okay. Now, I don't know if they're trying to make a comparison to neoconservative. We know what a neoconservative is, right? It's the opposite, the antithesis of conservatism. It's nation building. It's it's Wilsonian democratization of the world. So like Warhawk kind of shit? Yes, exactly. Dick Cheney is a neoconservative. George George W. Bush 
is a neoconservative. That fucking bastard Dick Cheney just won't fucking die either. No, <laughs> he got a new heart. Like motherfucker's dude. got a robot fucking heart. You know, he's never gonna fucking die. No, no, he's he's perpetual. He's forever. I'm sorry, we're stuck with him. He'll probably end up being president at some point, which is <laughs> which is fine by me because I mean, they, you know, new boss same as the old boss. Can we have yeah. Christian Bale be president, but like play Dick Cheney? Like, what a great job he did in that film. <laughs> what a great job. Christian Bale is an excellent actor. Excellent. Yeah, he's the method actor. Method like, actor. Daniel Day-Lewis is the other uh, method actor I could think of. So neoliberalism does have its specific use, and it's used in international relations, kids. So let's go. There's four accepted current schools of international relations thought. Okay? So we'll go through some of them. Maybe all of them. They're small notes. We'll begin with realism. Realism is an international system which realizes that it's anarchic. Oh, you like that word? I like that word. And states cannot fundamentally trust each other. In their view, war is a permanent fixture. States go to war for power according to realists. War is a search for power, and power equals state survival. States will engage in a war to gain power. The threat of being defeated in a war keeps them from going to war at times. Strong states attack the weak and gain resources. The only reason why states cooperate is a marriage of convenience against the common threat. So think the Soviet Union and the United States during the Second World War, where we made friends with the other monster with the big mustache instead of the other monster with a small mustache. So it's like dark forest theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you could say that. Um, Neoliberalism. States can develop trust with each other, possibly, and they tend to look at a world that is comprised of regions of conflict and security dilemmas, also regions of, of the world that do not trust each other and not contesting for power gains. The most important thing to lead to trust between actors is interdependence. Interdependence leads to trust and specific economic co cooperation. Neoliberal states assume that states can, can trust each other. They have a Lockean view of international relations versus the realist who views them in a Hobbesian, where the nature of man is evil or not good. And Locke believes that the nature of man is good. Uh, the goal of states, the power, uh, is power of states distrust each other and, the, and cooperation if states trust each other, okay? So the other school is Marxism, okay? Now, now this is not Groucho Marx or, the, or, you know, the other Marx brother. I don't know what the other guy. I know it's Groucho and I don't know what the other. No, it's not Carl. <laughs> Who's the other Marx brother? I, I, I can't Harpo Harpo Marx. Yeah. I couldn't think of it for a second. I was like an instrument it ain't Carl. in my head. This is Carl. We're talking about Carl Marx. Carl, the cantankerous. <laughs> Carl, the cantankerous. He, he was covered in boils. That's why he was upset. And he came up with communism. Um, it's not a joke either. He, and he was disgusting. He was, he never worked. He had a mystery. He had a mistress and a wife. How did he pull this off with boils and no job? It's not like he didn't have a job weighing him down. He had plenty of time to think. God damn that guy. I have no idea. Do you know they charge you to look at his grave? The market won. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's getting one over on everybody. Like the fucking forever, the irony of it, man. You gotta pay to see Carl's grave, you guys. AOC fucking sold shirts saying whatever on him, and she's a fucking... Oh, fuck. oh. Well, she's not a communist, or she won't admit she's a communist. I don't. She doesn't know what she is, but I'll tell you what. No, you know what, dude? She is a democratic socialist. I'll give her that. Yeah, I don't democratic I don't, socialist. They're all authoritarians, but it's the level mm -hmm. of authoritarian we're dealing with. And I think AOC really does want to help the people. You know what I mean? I do. But how she got an economics degree is beyond my I mean, 
I'm sorry. I would like to read the thesis. I would like to read what, what it was. I would like to see the grades. Can we see the grades, please? Angel, can you get her grades? <laughs> I can try. I don't know if they're publicly available. But... I mean, she's a public. She has no expectation of privacy. She is a public individual now. Uh, the theory of imperialism, most influential, influential is Lenin, argues that imperialism is an inevitable consequence of capitalism. The key assumption is that Marxism is both positive and normative paradigm. Major foundation assumption is inherently positive human nature. Capitalism made them act in a negative way. Capitalism is inherently exploitative and capitalism drives behavior. And the goal of states is economic power for relative gains and excuse me, relative gains of the motivation. The unit of the of the analysis is the state is the unit and a monolithic entity, the primary actor. OK, so war states trying to exploit or stop being exploited. So in a Marxist uh, paradigm in international relations, you have the core, which is the most powerful uh, country, let's say the United States. OK, so you have a capitalist one. Then you have the peri- you have the semi periphery, which think of your second world countries and stuff like that. And then you have your semi-periphery, which is the third world. And the, the, the core is constantly trying to exploit both. And the periphery is always trying to exploit the semi-periphery. So that's the idea behind Marxist international relations. And finally, there's constructivism, Again, which has no kind of no policy prescriptions. Major fundamental assumption is identities and ideas are key to understanding why humans do what they do. They will shape in, in interests and what people think is important that allows the understanding of behavior. Identities, however, are the trump card. The goal of states, it all depends on their identity. The rationality is that states are rational actors and war is based on identity. Peace, the closer the identities, the better the chance for peace. So it's a three systems level theory. So you have several different authors, which I won't get into, Okay. But the point here is that neoliberalism more has to do with building capitalist economies across the planet than like I think people use it as a pejorative and I'm not 100% sure if they understand or maybe I don't. Maybe you all can tell me because I looked it up and neoliberalism is an international relations theory that basically talks about market cooperation. So like I don't know if you're trying to globalism. Or yeah, sort of yeah, globalism, but not in the Alex Jones sense, where it's the globalist, you know, trying to put you know water and you know with the frogs and the gays and all this other stuff, you know, because <laughs> well, that's like I remember the frogs and the gays going back as far as like October. Even I was asking, I was like, I don't feel like I can get a solid de- definition for what neoliberalism is because it seems like no matter who you ask, it's going to be like a different answer every time. Well, and... I'm sorry, I beg your pardon. Oh, no, for sure. This is the the Guardian, which is not known as a right wing newspaper of any kind whatsoever. Okay, Um, they said that neoliberalism is the ideology at the root of all of our problems. Okay, all right. Well, let's take a look at it. Uh, Imagine if the people of the Soviet Union had never heard of communism. The ideology that dominates our lives has for the most of us no name. Mention it in in conversation and you'll be rewarded with a shrug. Even if your listeners have heard of the term before, they will struggle to define it. Neoliberalism. Do you know what it is? Its anonymity is both a symptom and cause for its power. It has played a major role in in, in a a remarkable variety of crises. The financial meltdown of 2007 and 8, the offshoring of wealth and power, of which the Panama Papers offer us a mere glimpse, 
in the slow collapse of public health and education, resurgent child poverty, the epidemic of loneliness, the collapse of, of ecosystems and the rise of the rise of Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> but we respond to these crises as if they emerge in isolation, apparently unaware that they all have been either catalysts or exacerbated by the same coherent philosophy, a philosophy that has or had a name. What great power can there be than to operate namelessly? So pervasive has neoliberalism become that we seldom ever recognize it as an ideology. We appear to accept the proposition that this utopian millennial faith describes a neutral force, a kind of biological law like Darwin's theory of evolution. Uh, but the philosophy arose as a conscious attempt to reshape human life and shift the locus of power. Neoliberalism sees competition as the defining characteristic of human relations. It redefines citizens as consumers whose democratic choices are best exercised by buying and selling, a process that rewards merit and punishes inefficiency. It maintains that, quote, the market delivers benefits that could never be achieved by planning. Okay, let me go ahead and get into that uh, uh, web of shit that was uh, weaved by The Guardian. Uh, say, holy shit, like. <laughs> yeah. So it's free market economics that's the problem. That's that's know. what led to the 2007 yeah. and eight, 2007 and 8 crisis which we all know what had that we're really going to blame that on the free market. Could it be right. just we're, we're going to blame that on the free market. Could okay. it just be that there's just too many people with their hands in the cookie jar? I mean, could that just maybe be the Listen. problem as well? Uh, I, I don't know. Well, if everybody's trying to cash in on the same thing at the same time, it's like musical chairs. It's like only so many people are actually going to get a spot and then everybody else is going to get fucked. They put all their eggs in one basket, but somebody else got to all the eggs first. And yeah. then yeah. the bubble pops, the market crashes, and then everybody's like, oh, shit. So it's like, I don't know if it's similar in that way to like a Ponzi scheme where it's like, yeah, there's a bunch of people involved, but it's like only the people at the top are getting their hands on shit. And then they get out and then everybody else is just left to deal with the collapse of everything. And it's like, I mean, businesses kind of operate that way, but they're more stable and longstanding, but like any sort of market interaction or operation, I feel like will follow that. Like if okay, it's kind of like, uh, I guess the only way I can really think about it is the way when we talked about like addiction to something, it's like, you're not addicted to any one thing in particular. It's just, what is it right now? It's like, you can point it a different direction, but it's like, there's always going to be something. So it's like, how many people are all also trying to capitalize based on that same thing? And it's like an ecosystem where it can only support so many people in one spot. Whereas if we all spread out and found our own way to do shit, you could all probably be profitable in a different area. But that's like the whole joke about capitalism breeding innovation where it's like, then you have like, you got Coca-Cola, but then you got Pepsi and then you have RC and then all these other fucking like Aldi brands of fucking pop. And it's like, all this shit's basically the same. I thought we were all supposed to branch out and do our own shit. Well, <laughs> one person fucking struck gold and everybody else is like, I'm going to go pan in that part of the fucking river yeah. because that's where somebody else hit gold. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay. why would I go out on my own and try to find what I can when I know for a fact that somebody else found it right there and maybe I can do it better than they did, which most of the time doesn't happen. I think that that's, I, no, I think that's astute, but at the same time, I think I like to go back to this and I like to ask Christopher this because we've had this discussion for a while and I'd like to get all your opinions too. We've had this conversation with Sal the Agorist. We've had this conversation with um, other people that have been on the show uh, can we rescue the term 
capitalism. I, I think this is clear evidence, in my opinion, that that word needs to go with Marx, who's the one who talked about it, talked about the capitalist class and stuff. I'm not necessarily sure that he's the one who coined it, but he's definitely the one who put it into um, our language, the way we use it, because a lot of people don't realize uh, we use Marx's definitions for a lot of stuff. We're still he that's why I recommend people read Das Kapital. OK, not because I think that it's going to be awesome for you to figure it out. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, it's um, fucking hard. <laughs> well, I mean, it it's was written, it was written by a maniac. Um, so I don't know what people expect when they're like, why, what, why can't I read the Communist Manifesto? Because I have it over here, guys. And it's like 50 pages. It's the cliff notes. He's just trying to get you. It's a pamphlet, essentially, you know, mm-hmm. to pass out the factory workers. He's just trying to get you excited. Yeah, he, con- he controls the narrative for a lot of shit, whether Correct. you want to give him credit or not. Correct. That's exactly what I'm getting. Well, at. What do you what do you call it then? I just I said I just say the free market. Right. The Agora, the free market. Yeah. Be- and you can't tell me again. This this article goes on to speak further shit. OK, which is the only way it's speaking shit to you, the listener. Attempts to limit competition are treated as uh, inimical to liberty. Tax and tax and regulations should be minimized. Public services should be privatized. So far, I'm not upset. The, organiza- <laughs> the organization of labor and collective bargaining by trade unions are portrayed as market distortions that impede the form the formation of a natural hierarchy of winners and losers. Inequality is recast as virtuous, a reward for utility and a generator for wealth of wealth, excuse me, which trickles down to enrich everyone. I don't agree with that at all. It clearly doesn't. Efforts to create a more equal society are both counterproductive and morally corrosive. The market ensures that everyone gets what they deserve. If that were the case, there would be a lot of millionaires who aren't millionaires right now because they profit from the state favoring them by the state having a heavy hand in the regulation and control of the free market. It's not a free market. It is a heavy regulated mixed economy. Right. Point, point the way to the free market that they speak of, please. Yeah. We, like, where, where is this? The only time, honestly, Chris, the only time I think I really feel like I'm participating in a free market and hopefully uh, because uh, Brian lives closer to me and there's, but I'd like to get the gang together like we have in the past and find the biggest fucking farmer's market because that's the only time I really feel that I'm participating in a free market with local people. Because first of all, now I know, hey, hey, do you know that you can pay them with Bitcoin? I don't, I don't have enough of that, okay? I'm not doing that. <laughs> you can pay them with cash. Some of them take silver, okay? You can barter with people. You can barter with people. This is the Agora. This mm-hmm. is the free market. I, I wish that the free market had a stall for machine guns because that would be the country I want to live in. Right. Yeah. Mom's demand. In, 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 a, in a perfect world. In a perfect world. In, in Minecraft. In Minecraft. Um, yeah, that would be the perfect thing to do. Like you have, oh, oh I've picked up my, my acorn squash. I have myself some tomatoes from the farm over there. What do you have? And a belt-fed M60. <laughs> oh, my God. What a great day out. And what they, a bounteous day at the market it has been. <laughs> <laughs> The benefit too of paying cash, although it's fiat, which essentially I argue that all currency is fiat. That's not actual precious metal. Okay. Unless, and even that, it's like you're still basing it off of exactly some idea that this is there. It is valuable. I mean, so. it all. I was gonna say it all has value because we've all agreed. Yeah. Angel has made that point for ages, and people kind of look at me and then we'll look at her. We're like, no, it's just because we agree that it has value. If I yeah. have decided 
that this Sharpie is now uh, the official uh, currency of Krapistan or wherever I live. Um, okay, so, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. then, but I, but I'm like, listen, you got to pay me in, you know, two and a half Sharpies. But now we got to round up to three because half a Sharpie ain't going to cut it. So I guess I got to throw another tomato in the fucking bag for you. Whatever the case may be, you put value behind something and use it as something that you trade for a product or a service. That's what gives it its value. Okay. So the benefit of using a, a, a farmer's market with cash is what? It deprives the state of tax dollars. Now they could factor in the tax because they, I don't know, the city gets involved or the, or the village that you live in. But more often than not, farmers markets are laissez-faire. People leave them alone. You conduct business on your own, person well, to yeah, person. Yeah, because they pay for their their spot. They pay for their spot. But the transaction, if you pay them in cash, there's no register of that transaction as opposed to using uh, your card. If they have one of those uh, swipe uh, the mm-hmm. square thing that you swipe at the with yeah. the iPad then guess what? There's a record of that transaction happening. So if you're going to go to a farmer's market, use guys, please. And let us know if you do go to a good one. I really want to hear about it, especially in the UK or wherever the fuck you guys are from. Please let us know. I saw the markets over in Ukraine from bald and bankrupt and they're great. They have uh, babushkas doing like hand sewn socks and shit like that. That's my kind of thing right there. Cause if your feet are warm, you're in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Um, that would that be in the case? So I'd like to get the group together. If anybody knows of an awesome, huge farmer's market, let us know. The okay. only one I know is about 15 miles away from my house, but it's tremendous. It takes up the entire town square and they got all manner of squash. I'm a squash guy. I'm a, I'm a butternut squash, acorn squash. You got squash. I'm fucking in. Okay. I like squash. That's so, all I have to say about that. I wanted to touch on something. It, kind of stemmed from the whole fiat is it squash involved it, it, well it may be but not in a way I'm, that i'm aware of yet I'm just kidding. We'll Go ahead. I'm in. but basically with like the whole faith in currency it's something as valuable as far as it is useful to you and it's like well how badly do you need it for whatever you're trying to get done mm-hmm. but that also made me think about like is there a way to save the word capitalism? But it's like, I don't think there is, but I also don't think we should get like torn up about it because the whole name of the game here is that labels are technically, I don't want to say they're the only thing holding us back, but they are definitely a huge thing holding us back. People get pulled into a movement and then they become a part of that movement. That movement isn't a part of them. It is now bigger than them. And if that ship starts going down, if you are more worried about, being attached to this word, this ideology, this anything, you're going to get pulled down with it. Mm-hmm. But if you want to keep moving, you have to be able and willing to adapt. It might not be ideal necessarily, but it's like, if you want to keep going, it's like you have to outlift and outlast all of these movements in order, because it's just an idea that you are trying to put forward and it doesn't right. really matter what it's called. If people can because over time, people can look at like, say you were in a bunch of different movements, but it's like somehow all of these things keep tanking, like whether it's like BLM or something like that. But it's like, all right, I can see that this person, like the trend of what they've been doing, it's like maybe there's something bigger going on here. Maybe like they might not support the movement, but maybe what they support is something bigger. And it's like when we were watching that Vice documentary about uh, the civilian fighters not wanting to join the army and they're like well why would i want to join somebody that's less dedicated to freedom than i am oh yeah and then it's yeah. like well how the hell could a nation a nation's military be less dedicated to freedom but it's like well i'll show you how <laughs> <laughs> right yeah 
And it's like, people are like, oh, like, well, you can't be all about freedom if you weren't willing to join the national military to fight for it. But it's like, no, motherfucker, <laughs> like these guys, like, they're not here to fight for a nation. They are literally here to fight for an idea. And uh, it's yeah. so easy to make that look bad just because you have all of these other organizations that are supposed to represent freedom that actually don't but people are like oh like they're an organization they have papers like i'm gonna believe that because what was that shit you sent it's like oh it's a notarized fucking signed, fancy yeah fancy right. looking piece i own this contract. land because i signed a binding piece of paper and it's like <laughs> i don't give a fuck that's a piece of paper like what are you got what are you gonna do about it but that's just like the bizarre fucking clown world that we live in. And that's just like the way the rules were made, but it's like, people just assume that it has to be that way, but it's like, yep. it really doesn't. Mm -mm. No, but it doesn't. It, it kind of got off the rails, but basically it's like, we can't, we can be committed to ideas, but they can change name and we can't get caught up in the whole name change issue and lose sight of what it is that we're actually trying to do and right. represent. And I think a lot of, I mean, it's hard, it's incredibly difficult because it's like you spend so much time trying to stay ahead of everything that it's like you don't get to get anything done. But I think that's also why they're trying to take, I mean, we've been fighting, we've been bitching about Marx for fucking ever. And it's like, he's long dead, but it's like, we're still caught up in his definition of everything. And it's like, why sure. can't we just seem to move past all this? But it's like, people are trying to revive capitalism and it's like fuck it maybe it's time to let capitalism die but it's like that doesn't mean the market's going to go away right that's a very good point yeah because that's not definitely what i'm not adv advocating for right no i'm not saying that's what you're doing but i think a lot of people get stuck in that mindset where it's like oh shit like right no i, I think care more about the word point. than what the word represents that's a great point yeah, that's a that's an excellent point you're losing the idea for the symbol of the idea yeah that's 100 percent it and by the way the picture that we're talking about um it's uh it says you're it's on a piece of toilet paper and it says your lawn belongs to me because i used a fancy signature on this socially binding piece of paper and it has a signature and then it has the uh, a drawing of the eagle holding the olive branch and arrows and it says with an arrow le legally binding picture of an eagle so that's what makes the um the social contract official that's a so that's a, or your constitution or the myriad of things that you hold dear that will not stop anything it's all magic man it's all magic, baby. Um, I don't have uh, the big announcement. Is there is no big announcement? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> big announcement. Uh, we don't have an announcement. Uh, yeah, nothing exciting going on here, guys. I really uh, thought about that one too. I'm like, the big announcement is we don't have one. Um, <laughs> or as when I when I was talking to uh, to Brian over here one time at work, I have it written down because I write down people people say all the time, like Christopher, the decimation of your asshole on horseback, feces and sedition, and many other choice phrases. Uh, Brian's the one who came up to me. He goes, I don't know what we don't have, but whatever we don't, what, he goes, I don't know what we don't have, but whatever we don't have, we don't have it. <laughs> and I have that written down. So um, the big the big announcement is that there is no announcement. Uh, except that uh, in the next couple of uh, maybe in a week or so, you're going to get another episode of The Lounge Part Deux, um, where we're going to see an awesome collection that Christopher is going to put together for us. <laughs> I'm really stoked for it. Uh, yeah, it's behind his right shoulder for those part, who, part uh, of it is part of it. Uh, for those of you that don't do the YouTubes, uh, you should wow. get on the YouTubes and subscribe and like the video because no, nobody likes you. an asshole. Who doesn't shoot? Um, don't, don't forget. Yeah. And, yeah, don't forget. Yeah, the exclusive. Say, we're talking. Yeah, 
the exclusive. The big news is it's exclusive to bitch. Right. <laughs> there, there's the big announcement. I found it, guys. <laughs> no, there really is. There is no big announcement. The big announcement is we don't have one. Um, what else was I going to say? Uh, Brian, did you have a story about the soap? And, and oh yeah, shit. Um, so, yeah. So go ahead with the with the gay soap, please. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I'm, I actually just finished using my second bar of it. It's wonderful stuff. And I got a bar. I think it's peppermint poppy seed is the next one I'm about to tear Ooh, into. So that's going to be re- very, very refreshing, oh. very exciting. Very nice. But uh, yeah. So for those for those of you that aren't aware, uh, I underwent a Oh, nice. Yeah, I've got some. It's like in the closet outside my bathroom. There's some soap. I got you like you have the gay soap in the closet. How fucking dare you? <laughs> Get it out. You, you fucking proudly. you fucking homophobe. <laughs> I mean, I'll fucking I'll go grab some right now. No, no, go ahead. Please but, tell, the, play, tell the gay soap story. All right. So. So, yeah. Uh, so what? Let's see. Where was it? OK, so I had I had a, a an acute medical condition that required me to undergo a colonoscopy recently. And I mean, normally, what? Normally, people don't get those until they're what, like fifty? Close to my age, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you still got like ten years, but I'll be dead before them. But go ahead. Yeah. So, just so you're prepared in the event that you have to undergo one, though, like just a heads up, uh, they like totally knock you out now. So, like, I was under the impression that I was going to be like semi-conscious and it was going to be like awkward. No, my friend, or this is not a finger in your but ass. This is I, a like. Just listening to what other people had said, I was like, "Oh man!" Like I kind of hope we're we're, get, we're gonna out. Bill Cosby you and then <laughs> tube up your ass. But okay, so like undergo the whole procedure, and then afterward, the doctor comes out and he's like, "Here's a bunch of pictures we took of the inside of your asshole." Um, <laughs> by the way, like didn't find anything super concerning. Mazel tov. Yeah, that's always then, good news. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Or nothing immediately concerning because they had to do like biopsies and they were waiting. Like for the doctor comes in, he's like, the inside of your butthole, chef's kiss, yeah. man. So, but yeah, so the doctor, like, I'm on my way out and the doctor pulls me aside and he's like, hey, I do need to talk to you about something regarding your procedure. And I was like, oh shit, like, okay. And so he pulls me aside and he's like, all right, I've been, I've been a gastroenterologist for going on 25 years now. And I was like, okay. And he's like, I just wanted to tell you that I saw something while doing your procedure that I've never seen before. And I was like, oh, shit, like, that can't be good. You've been doing this long as long as I've been alive. (laughs) And he's like, no, like, I couldn't help but notice that you had the cleanest asshole I have ever seen in my (laughs) entire life. I was like, oh, dude, like, I got to tell you, my man's my man, Todd, (laughs) the gay's soap is what I just used to clean my asshole <laughs> coming in here today. And I'll tell you what, like, I have never felt cleaner now. So <laughs> if you want a clean asshole that's doctor certified, like, definitely hit up Todd for some of his gay soap. And don't put it in the closet, apparently. Like, no, 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 no. I, well, I don't even know what I was thinking about when I did that. No, just, just lather it up and put it on a baby <laughs> bottle brush so you can get the inside of your asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because if you got a date or something, a lot of us see, gentlemen, you don't understand. I do because I, I hate to pull the dad card, but I, I am a father and I have an 18 year old who oh, has a. Uh, no, I'm going to talk about it. You don't know what you know. Hold on a second. I don't hold even on a know second. where this is going. Yeah, like the stink that some of you gentlemen don't realize is powerful, and nobody is going to put any appendage of your body in theirs if it smells like shit. Right, so, right. The remedy to that is this very gay soap right here. 
Akron Apothecary. See our friend Todd. He still hasn't created the Instagram page because I guess he's just going to ignore me. The only time, soap for that ass, the only time he bothers me is when he wants to go out to eat and he'll hit me up and be like, oh, you want to have dinner? I'm like, hey, do you want to build the Instagram page? You know what I mean? But I end up going up to dinner because it's more important for me to eat Mexican food than it is for him to do the fucking Instagram. So whatever. Um, That's fine. Um, He's very fortunate because he's married to a guy, a nice gentleman that makes money. So he gets to go to Hawaii and shit like that. Um, The rest of the game, people have money. I'm sorry. Gay people have money. I have not met any like like non-drug addict gay folk that don't have money. I'm not kidding. Like they, I think it's because they don't have fucking kids. You know what I mean? They got a couple of dogs, maybe a cat here and there. Like they seem to be better off financially than the rest of us schmucks. So hey, if you've been thinking about going gay, think about the financial aspects of it too. <laughs> the so, savings. You know what I mean? The savings alone on not having kids. Oh man. You know, I mean, you're still getting. Hey, just 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 to point it out, like you don't have to be gay to not have kids. Yes, no. and if you're gay, you can adopt children. Right, so it's right. like you, you could know. do whatever you want. But all I'm saying right. is, they seem to have more money than I do. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. So I don't. You know what? I don't care. I don't care anymore. Um, this is the last episode of this podcast. <laughs> oh my God. No, I'm, I'm not. No, the, signing no, off. We bid you adieu. <laughs> No, I, it's not. No, I'm the boss, and I didn't fire you, so you're still here. I, not over. I'm on strike. It's not over till I say it's over. <laughs> I'm on strike. It's worker solidarity. No, no strikes. Uh, well, oh, am I being am I being locked in or locked out? Which one is? You're it? being regulated. Reg- regulated. It's uh regulated. regulated. So I don't have anything else. Um, go check out uh, BenBlockbuster.com and support the last blockbuster on earth. That's one thing I got to get off my chest here. I saw a lot of people say, oh, it's a stupid idea because there's a Netflix special. Okay. Who said this? Hold on a second. I'm not, listen. Who's they? <laughs> First of all, <laughs> there's no fucking name dropping. I don't even name drop the guy I worked with that has a fucking a grown ass man boner for a lady that does uh, fucking meteorology up in Cleveland. So I'm not going to name drop you this. You name person. drop the place that you worked. I don't give a fuck. I don't, you know, hey, I didn't name drop him. I didn't name drop him. Okay. I have to edit it now. Okay. Well, you edit it anyway. I will. So redacted. Um, that's redacted. Be- there you go. That yeah. sounds better. So there's, um, where was I going with this? So blockbuster, I saw somebody that bitch and complain about this blockbuster right here. I remember we used to thought we thought we were cute when we were kids and we were like, came up with stupid names for it. <laughs> cockbuster. Why is that funny? Why is that funny? You st- like, I remember in the car, we're like, oh, you get a video from Cockbuster. I'm like, oh, why the fuck is that funny? Um, I still got a movie. Like, yeah. I don't understand, like, why, like, looking back, we were, like, stupid as kids. Anyway, um, I'm not the one who said that because I respect the Blockbuster and when the services that it brought to me, such as videos and gaming and the delicious snacks on the way out, they gouged you one because there was no Dollar Tree back in the 90s. Um, before prices. before uh, Br- uh, Brian was born, by the way, I will. I've been that. to a blockbuster. Yeah, sure, sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah. And a Hollywood video. Yeah, oh, we had one of those. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. fucking lying sack of dog. <laughs> no, now it's an advanced auto parts. I You're a fucking liar. <laughs> you ain't never been to a goddamn video store. <laughs> Oh my god, lion kid. Picked out Jurassic Park 3 like every fucking weekend because I was a fucking obsessed kid. I can't deal with that. Is that the one where the Spinosaurus? Yeah, it's like the shittiest of the three movies, but it's it's like I was not canonical because I was like three when it came out. I was like obsessed with dinosaurs, so I didn't care about the plot. There's nothing wrong with that. I think I have dinosaur underwear still. You got a hell yeah. 
Go fuck yourself. I like Lyoplerodon's. <laughs> yeah. Dinosaur underwear. It's a stegosaurus. <laughs> uh, Brano Boner. Um, so uh, they made fun of this. Place. Like, oh, you know, it's just nostalgia. You guys really don't fucking like Blockbuster. You know, you're just having a, a fetish for your childhood. Okay, you know something? And- There's come a point. Now I'm gripping the microphone angrily. <laughs> There's come a point now that there's just the fun police and the fun police are going to end up the same way as everybody else. When the revolution comes and you're not letting people have a good time, the blockbuster still exists because people still value it. Yes. Okay. So let people have fun. Go sit in the dark and play with your balls by yourself because nobody wants to touch you because you didn't use the right soap. I don't have anything (laughs) else to say. Right. Um, I'd like to see it. I don't have a shot. That was the longest commercial ever for Todd the Gay's <laughs> Gay soap. soap. <laughs> we tricked you. The whole thing was a fucking soap commercial. <laughs> this whole podcast up to this point. Right. It's just it's all of it. Akron Apothecary. If Karl Marx would have had Todd the Gay's soap, he wouldn't have had boils and we wouldn't have Das Kapital. Yeah. Right. And here we are. So see what happens. We don't wash your asshole properly. Um, you get Karl Marx. You get Karl Marx. And um, boy, Carl he's the been cantankerous. Lots of fun. Carl the cantankerous. Um, I don't have anything else. We'll be uh, back um, uh, next week. I think we're going to be on uh, with uh, the Agoras Nexus. Uh, Agoras Nexus and us are going to be doing a show together, and uh, that should be fun. Look out for the next episode exclusively on BitChute, mm-hmm. which will be the lounge. Um, I'm really uh, thank you guys for supporting it. By the way, we got some good views out of that. We appreciate it. it it's a lot of fun for us to do that because we're not angry about politics, and we yeah. just have a good time. I'm hoping to get Brian yeah. on there uh, when he doesn't have to work. That'd be great to get on there. We had a great show. That sounds fucking awesome. We had uh, we did records. I showed record for my record collection, and then Christopher's up next with his collection. So don't don't miss that. Okay, there will be an announcement. So that is the announcement that there will be an announcement. That's right. the big fucking news. For myself, so the um, next episode of the lounge is titled "Why Chris Doesn't Get Laid." <laughs> oh, I didn't oh, say that at all. I didn't say that at all. It's all right. Self self deprecating humor is always good. Man, it hurts. Um, stop anytime you want. Uh, you know what, <laughs> man? Anytime you want. No, you I gotta can't. Support yourself. You, you know the thing is here. The thing is, is it's a sickness, and I'm the victim. <laughs> <laughs> And I like, feed, I like, I, I like feeding the nostalgia from my childhood. So whoever has a problem with people <laughs> doing that, fuck you. Because <laughs> being an adult sucks ass. It's not fun. It's not yeah. fun. I would love to go back to being a kid in the fucking 90s again. Yeah, that was not. I didn't have any guns back then, but I mean, and I don't have any. No, guns. but you were a kid <laughs> and you didn't have to like worry about shit like that. No, you didn't. Yeah, My parents paid so. the bills and everything. And like, I got to have fun. Right. It was part. Like, I was mad, but I, don't I know had G.I. Joes and Star Wars figures and Transformers. Oh, and, yeah. That was good shit. Good time, you know. Brian, what was the book? Oh, The Four Agreements, the one the illusion plugged when he was on here. That's a, <laughs> I dug through that. It's a solid read. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. You guys check it out. Um, I, I forgot what I just uh, I just got done listening to Revolution 1989, which was a masterpiece in the destruction of the communist bloc in Eastern Europe and the liberation of human beings far better than what they had before. Uh, communism sucks. Fuck you. Um, if you guys any incomes in- that are listening, I'm not talking about you. It's got nothing to do with you. Please get a hold of me. We want to have you on the show. Uh, there's one on Instagram I'm trying to get a hold of right now. Get them on here because we're not talking about you. We're talking about actual communists who 
you know, we don't like. Anyway, boss, we're done. So have a nice uh, week or what have you. Like, subscribe, share, and don't. I am that guy. Don't don't forget. Don't forget to hit the like buttons, and don't forget to hit the subscribes on all platforms. And don't forget iTunes review. Give five stars, comrade. Five red stars. Five stars. Give us five stars. We we will reward you with borscht. <laughs> yes. Very good borscht. Delicious. Bye, everybody. Bye. Peace. Bye.